What's up ladies? Welcome back to the Smart Bells Fitness Podcast. Go ahead and grab a cup of coffee or a bottle of water and get comfortable because today we're gonna be diving into calorie counting and macro counting. Is it worth it? Should you do it? We're gonna be talking about food for fuel and negative body image and how that plays into whether we count or choose to not count. So today's gonna be a great episode. Welcome to the Smart Bells Fitness Podcast, where we as everyday women choose to make health simple. We fuel ourselves mindfully and move intentionally. When we aren't lifting weights, spending time with people we love, or enjoying nature in our downtime, you can probably find us chilling in our yoga pants, wearing blue light blocker glasses before bed, so we can get amazing sleep and wake up feeling ready to conquer the day. <laughs> I'm Kelsey Miller, kinesiology prof and founder of Smart Bells Fitness. I'm your new fitness BFF who's obsessed with helping you simplify your health. Eating, lifting, and managing stress doesn't have to be complicated. And here you'll learn how to implement bite-sized habits that will change your life. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get pumped up for today's show. All right. Hello, hello. Let's get to it. I'm super excited to talk to you guys about this today. So we're gonna jump right into this question. Calorie counting and macro counting, is it worth it and should you do it? There's a really big misconception among females that 1200 calories a day, I don't know where this number comes from, but it's like this, this magic number that people think, if I just eat 1200 calories a day, then I'm gonna lose weight. Okay, sis. I'm sorry, but 1200 calories a day isn't enough for anybody. Hearing female people talk about how they need to lose weight, they beat themselves up when they eat something that's so-called bad, and they congratulate themselves when they stay in such a low calorie level, that is really, really unhealthy. So today I'm gonna try to convince you to step away from the restrictive mindset and the 100 calorie snack packs and all of these things that are telling you that you don't need to eat um, as much because I can almost guarantee you that you're probably not eating enough. So let's just dive into this conversation around food. I think especially women in their 20s and 30s can have such a moldable mindset around this. And I, I think it's our job to hold each other to a different standard as women. So let's talk about what we're really saying. If you do not get enough calories, your body is going to be in a state of stress. So stress itself looks different. And all of the things that happen to us in our day-to-day -day lives could be perceived as stressed. Exercise is stress. When you get sick, your body is stressed. When you go to work and you have something unexpected happening, you have to deal with a crisis, that's stress. When there's a relationship that's going poorly for you, that's also stress. There's a lot, so there's stress everywhere we go, but a lot of these things could either be perceived as positive or negative. And when we're talking specifically about diet, eating, calories, macros, and food, that is also a form of stress. So if you're not getting enough calories, your body is going to go into a state of, okay, I'm stressed, I'm not getting enough calories. And what 
Some symptoms that can tend to happen is you're probably going to experience more breakouts. You're not going to sleep that well. You may end up having bigger sugar cravings than you normally have. And you're also tracking every single thing that you eat if if uh, you are choosing to count. And it can create an obsessive, really stressful place to be when you're trying to eat so little. So what I'm gonna try to convince you of today is how to kind of get yourself in a different headspace and how we can look at food a little bit differently so that we can live differently and just not let it rule our lives. So let's talk about this. Now, BMR is the basal metabolic rate, which really is the bare minimum amount of energy that we need to fuel all the amazing things our bodies do when we are literally laying still, not doing anything at all. So this is talking about the amount of energy that you need to make sure your heart keeps beating, your blood keeps pumping, you're breathing in and out, all of these physiological processes that are happening in your body without you doing extra physical movement. So maybe 1200 calories is what is necessary for you to lay in bed. But if you're eating this much and you're physically active and you're training, that is going to send your body into a state of being stressed out because you're not fueling it with enough, with enough energy. Calories are energy. Food provides you with energy. It should be viewed as fuel. It's really like putting fuel in your car, putting food into your body. You cannot expect your body to build muscle if you're barely giving it more than it needs to lay down all day. I hear people talk about this sometimes, but if you're only eating, for example, like, oh yeah, for breakfast I had an egg and I had like five strawberries. Okay, that's like maybe 120 calories. Okay, that is not enough for breakfast. And then you're having like greens with chicken for lunch and no snacks. And then you have, you know, salad with tuna for dinner. That's like maybe 800 calories the whole stinking day. That is insane to think that eating that is going to allow you to feel energetic think clearly, logically, and be able to do your work well and have healthy relationships. That's insane. It's not going to happen. So you have to probably start eating more than you think. If you're, if you're really only eating one egg for breakfast, that is not enough. So knowing your basal metabolic rate can be really helpful, but then you have, you know, most of the time it's multiplied by like a lifestyle or activity factor. So let's say you've got that 1200 calorie base just for the sake of example, but then maybe this goes up another 800 calories or so. So now your estimated need is around 2000 calories. Okay. So understanding your baseline as a, in a guideline is helpful. And some of the upsides are that it's specific and measurable. So if you do decide yeah, I do want to count calories. I do like to have a goal that I'm shooting for. And that is helpful for me in understanding what exactly I'm eating. That may really help. So for some of you, it's, it is going to help. And I think your body's constant desire to always maintain homeostasis and feel safe 
is always going to trump anything that you try to do to look a certain way or get to a certain body fat percentage. Asking yourself this question, okay? So before you decide, should I count calories? Always ask yourself, will calorie counting, given my history, my personal history and my current mental state be a healthy decision for me? Will calorie counting given my specific history and current mental state, be a healthy decision for me. Sometimes there's other stuff that we need to work through first. And it's not just about the calories. And while there is a usefulness to the weighing and measuring approach, because it can be something that's easy to measure and something that's easy to evaluate because it's more objective, there's also something else to be considering as well. So there's tons and tons of chemical reactions taking place in your body. And even when you're at rest, there's an astounding amount of energy that your body requires to function. And if you think of your life and everything that you do every day, every single thing we do from lying on the couch to getting up and driving the car to the grocery store to going to work, to exercising, to moving nutrients inside your body across cell membranes requires energy. And food provides the raw materials for energy. So food has to be metabolized before it means anything to your body as energy. Calories themselves are simply just an approximation of energy, which means the goal should be here, finding a balance between listening to your body and making sure you're not overeating or undereating, but also preventing the calorie and macro counting obsessiveness that can come when you be, become so focused on every single piece of food that you're eating. So I wanna encourage you, let's look at calorie counting and macro counting as just data, it's information. So the purpose of counting should be about information, increasing your own awareness and accountability. Okay, it should be about gaining information, increasing your awareness and helping keep you accountable. For some of you, it's gonna help you feel like I can really reground myself because before I just didn't know, I, I really had no idea that I was under eating or overeating. And you can kind of think of this as like paying attention to what you're spending money on, right? If you don't pay attention to how much money's coming in and out of your bank account, you really aren't being aware. So you can think of food in a similar way and it really should not be about shaming yourself, guilting yourself if you don't hit a certain number every day, blaming yourself or anything like that. And if that is the tendency that you have, then I would encourage you not to count because it should never be used as a way that's meant to restrict or punish you. And if you're saying things to yourself like, oh, I ate too much today. Oh, I ate that bad food. Again, you've got to ask yourself that question. Given my past history, like have you had an eating disorder in the past that you think is probably not healthy for you to count calories. I've worked with clients who have had previous eating disorders and most of the time it's not healthy for them to count because it can kind of send them back spiraling into that mental state. And I'm not saying that applies to everybody. That's just an example with a couple of people that I've worked with, but you have to answer this for yourself. So how do we, how do we actually find 
the balance here. This is going to be different for every single person. Okay. And what's interesting is we can't know exactly how many calories every bite of food that we're eating has. And we also don't know exactly how much we're absorbing or digesting from the foods that we eat. So if your digestion is compromised, maybe you're not actually extracting or getting out that many calories from the food that you're eating that you think you are. There was a really interesting study done in 2004 by Richard Feynman, and the title is A Calorie is a Calorie Violates the Second Law of Thermodynamics. And this is really interesting because essentially it's saying that something negative entropy is lost and therefore balance is not to be expected in diet interventions. Essentially people have different metabolic advantages in saying that when it comes to nutrition, your body's trying to conserve energy and then just trying to take it away is going to help you lose weight violates that law, which is really interesting. And what calories don't take into account is the hormone status of the person eating the food either. So for example, women, if you're menstruating, if you've got thyroid issues, if you've got high estrogen levels, all of these things play into calories. Like you're probably going to eat more calories when you're menstruating, probably a couple hundred more each day. If you're counting calories, that's not going to show up. That's not going to come up and it's going it's not going to say, "Oh, hey Kelsey, you need to eat 300 more calories today because you're menstruating." If you if you've got thyroid issues and you're not making enough thyroid hormone, it's, it's going to affect how your body absorbs food. So, you can't try to cut calories if you've got a thyroid issue. So, really understanding that if you have been trying this approach, where you've been trying to count your calories and macros. And let's just say for the sake of example that you've been doing it in a really healthy way, but your body is not responding the way you want it to. You may need to work with a doctor on your hormones if you're restricting and your body's talking back and not uh, not cooperating with what you're doing. Working with a naturopathic doctor can be really, really helpful in this. So when it comes to finding a balance between listening to your body and making sure you're not over or under eating, it can be tough to do because it's it's ingrained into our minds as women that we need to eat less in order to look a certain way and that's pushed really hard through the media. But let's just, let's talk about finding a balance here. So if you are thinking, gosh, I don't even really want to count calories. I would just prefer not to. You can, you don't have to count, right? I think counting can be helpful. Initially, if you are in a healthy place where you're able to do that without punishment, blame, shame, restriction, and all those other things we talked about, if you can do that and you can just look at it as information and gaining data and not change anything about the way that you're eating and just track it for say a week to see actually how much you're eating on average, right? Looking at it as an estimate, understanding that it's probably going to fluctuate between two to 300 calories a day. Maybe some days you'll have more, some days you'll have less. That's great. I think that's really, really helpful initially to figure out kind of a baseline for what you're currently eating now. And if you're somebody who doesn't want to do that, that's fine. Or maybe you're not in a headspace where you're able to do that. 
you can actually not count and still maintain your body weight. It just takes a little bit different approach. So if you ditch processed foods and allow your satiety signals to kick in with eating real foods and eating foods that are higher in nutrient density, having more things that were either planted in the ground or that were alive at some point, typically those foods are higher in nutrients. So typically when we're having fewer refined carbohydrates, fewer processed sugars, when we actually have more fat, women, we need fat, okay? Fat is not the enemy, carbs are not the enemy, no one macronutrient is the enemy. But appetite signaling via hormones can start to come back naturally when you're focused on having foods come into your body that have higher nutrients. If you're constantly eating processed foods that have tons of preservatives, what that's going to do is signal your body to keep eating and it's going to tell you that you're still hungry when you're not because there's ingredients in those foods that your body doesn't know how to recognize so it perceives it as a foreign material and it doesn't know what to do with that doesn't can't absorb it so eliminates it and then you still feel hungry right so it's gonna feel hard not to overeat i think the reasons why we overeat have a lot less to do with food choices and calories and a lot more to do with habits and emotions so saying no one should ever have to count calories might seem like, well, that's discounting the emotional response we have to food. If we have a little crutch in a way, like counting can kind of be that crutch. It can be about awareness and information and help when we're feeling emotional. It's, it's really up to you. You really have to decide this for yourself. Everybody is different. And for some folks, counting calories might attach restriction, devaluing and feelings of self-worth. So that's obviously not good either. And this is also really gonna depend on your ability to make food taste good. So if you can cook nutrient dense food, make it taste really good. For me, I grew up in a cooking house, so I feel blessed and privileged in that way that I was taught how to cook food that tastes really good, that's really healthy. And I think having a slight um, advantage in that area can be really helpful. But also if you don't know how to make healthy food taste good, there's absolutely zero reason why you can't learn how to do that. Okay, everybody can learn how to do new things. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how long you've been doing something a certain way you can still choose to learn how to do things differently if it's important to you. And at the end of the day, you have to decide, is counting calories something that's helpful? Does it actually calm you down when you can see the data and look at the numbers? Or does that send you spiraling and send you into a place where you aren't actually paying attention to how you're feeling? So <laughs> I want to touch on this other point quickly before we end here, but having a slight appetite between your meals is also okay. We should probably not be eating every 10 seconds. 
there's we can well, I'll talk about this in another podcast episode but there's actual there's actual connections in your brain that don't turn on if you don't have periods of fasting throughout the day between meals tuning into your actual appetite and your actual sense of hunger instead of just eating because it's a certain time of day and you're supposed to eat is really really important some days you might eat less some days you you might eat more and if you're eating real food there's going to be variation and there's going to be a range and for a lot of people you probably don't need to count when i started paying more attention to the quality of what i was eating i shifted what i was eating i have counted before in the past but Right now, I'm not really counting. There's some days that, you know, I do eat more. And if you've been tracking, this is where tracking can be helpful. If you have been tracking and you've been having, let's say, 1,800 to 2,000 calories a day, but you're still starving and that's your caloric maintenance, then maybe something else is going on. Maybe it's hormonal. Maybe there's other data points that you haven't considered and you need to try to look at those to understand yourself better. So it's not just strictly always about the calories and it can't just be about the calorie deficit because if you're not fueling yourself with enough energy, you're not going to be able to function well. Sometimes things just get out of balance and counting calories can be a helpful tool. If you do decide you want to do that, an easy way to do that is taking your body weight in pounds and multiplying that by a factor of 14 to 16. Again, I want to emphasize this. For some people, that number will be higher and that is okay. And it's not somehow better or more praised if you go with the lower number. Like a lot of you, when I just said that, you're like, oh, okay, I'll start with the 14. Maybe start with the 16, multiply it by 16, see how many calories that comes out to. And if you do wanna try to count, try counting that for a week. See how many you're eating right now before you even do that multiplication if you do decide to count and just get an idea for what you're eating, what your body's able to maintain as a weight based on what you're eating. And then if you wanna to try to make some adjustments, that's great. But just remember that everything has its place. Everything can be used as a tool. Ultimately, there's pros and cons to each, but you're gonna to have to be the one that makes the decision for you. And you're the only one that has the power to do that. I hope you can walk away from today feeling a little bit more freedom, if you are somebody who's been restricting or just having a little bit better state of mind when it comes to calorie counting, macro counting, and food. Hey friend, if you learned something new in today's show, go ahead and take a screenshot of it, post it up in your Insta stories, and tag me so I can see it. Don't forget to head to iTunes to leave a review and subscribe to the show if you found value in today's podcast. You can look your best, feel energetic, and have more time to spend doing things you love. Let's encourage each other as we pursue simplicity in how we fuel and move so that we can flourish. To connect with me, come find me on Instagram at the Kelsey Lee or on my website, KelseyLeeMiller.com. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you next time.